Yes! Welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Show. This is an entrepreneurial business insider that caters to young professionals in digital communications. Welcome back to yet another episode of Yes, the Young Entrepreneur Show, where we talk about side hustling in the world of digital communications and share insights to making your future a brighter one. This is Cameron. And this is Andy. And we have a guest today, Gabby Torres, who is going to help us, you know, how to, and advice how to build a good resume. So how are you, Gabby? I'm doing good. How are you ladies doing today? We're good. Um, Thanks so much for joining today. So you can talk a little bit about, you know, having a good resume, how people can actually invest some time, you know, making a good one. Because I've seen a really bad ones, Cameron, to be honest, before. (laughs) I have too. So we're each going to give a little bit of perspective on uh, building a resume and, you know, maybe a little bit of personal insight as to what jobs it's landed us, maybe things we have improved on in the past. So uh, I think one of the things people should look at is just whenever they build a resume, I mean, definitely they need to add all the little details and all the experience they have um, because people will actually will look into it like I remember going to an interview and I added my freelancing company and they asked me about it but the lady already knew a little bit about it so she knew I had a Facebook page and Instagram so I mean people do research when you apply to a job um, just to see where you're coming from basically so what's your experience Cameron? Oh, well, I, you know, I think I probably built my very first resume when I was about 15 years old and uh, didn't know what the heck I was doing right. But I started to do a little bit more research on it and found that uh, when you're building a resume, there's always, you know, certain, like you said, experience, putting your most recent experience or your most relevant experience to the job that you're applying for, right? So if you are applying for a a digital entrepreneurship, you may or may not really want to include experience. Let's say if you had worked at HEB as a cashier, it's really not relevant and you want to stay as precise and relevant as possible. So if you have other experience, you might want to, you know, leave off the, uh, not relevant stuff and put the relevant stuff on your resume. Um, so that's something that I learned over the past, or, or over the past, and es- especially because you don't really want to have more than one page resume. Two page resumes are a huge no no from what I've heard of. You do not ever want to go past a page, right? Have you heard that before? I know that's like a new thing because I remember one- back when I was growing up, my dad had a resume that it was eight pages long. And I learned that that's not necessary. People just want to see the most recent jobs you ha- you've done. They don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to go through, through eight, eight pages. pages. I mean, that is just wild. I've never even heard of such a thing. Um, exactly. I mean, I don't think somebody wants to read eight pages, right? I think that's that's yeah. a lot. It's just yeah. too much. Uh, so, you know, in that in that one page, be be sure to fit all of your experience. And when you're listing out these jobs that you've had before, you really want to keep the descriptions concise and to the point, but also giving a good uh, overview of what that job was or what your responsibilities were. So they have a good idea. And tailoring those things towards the job that you're looking at is a good way of doing it too. I always, every single time that I apply to a job, I update my resume and tailor it towards what job I'm applying to, if that makes sense. Exactly. You want to make it just better. And I know for digital media or communication majors, it's always good to add a little more of color. I mean, not just color, but also creativity. I mean, because I remember when I was 
was doing my resume. Exactly. Right? I your personality. A lot, a lot of color. You know, make it creative. Because I wanted to add in my resume that I knew all, all the Adobe Suite programs. So I would just add like the logos instead of the name. You know, I just wanted to just make it a little different. And that worked out so good when I was applying, you know, at the beginning, just for internships yeah. and things. And there are a, there are a really a lot of different free template websites out there, but I would say the best one and the one that I personally use is called Canva, right? I think we might have mentioned that in a different episode before, but canva.com, it's free. Uh, you can go on there and all you have to do is just sign up for an account and uh, they have all of these wonderful creative templates that you could use. And, you know, it's funny that you, you talk about creativity here because, uh, you, in for a certain job that you're applying for, you want to keep in mind what job you're applying for. And us being in, you know, digital entrepreneurship, it's a little bit of the same. You really want that personality to pop, but uh, different jobs mean different personalities and what the people are looking at that want to, that what they want to see really is what I'm saying. So if you're applying to be a lawyer, you don't want to have blues and purples and like teal color on your resume. That's just not how it's going to be. So uh, you know, just keep in mind what your what job you're applying for, so that you don't make it too out there. If that makes it and make it appropriate, I guess, is the words I'm trying to say or the words I'm trying to find. And I know we're really familiar with creativity since it's our major, but also our guest Gabby Torres, she's totally different major. She's into business management, and so Gabby, what do you think? Since you already heard um, myself and Cameron talking about our experience with resumes, what's your advice? Well, my advice is first, make sure you don't leave any gaps in the time uh, in between your resume, in between jobs. That looks really bad when you're trying to hire someone. If they've been, mm, I don't know, you know, they work at a place for a year and then they move to the next place for another year. Unless you're doing an internship, that doesn't really make sense. What what really tells um, the employer is I'm not a serious prospect. I'm, I don't take your, your business or anyone else's business seriously. I'm more likely to leave. Um, so you're less likely to want to hire someone if you see them constantly changing jobs or constantly changing the field that they're working on. You don't know if you can actually count on them. So that's one thing that I'll definitely recommend. Uh, another one that I know it's very, very uncommon uh, it's adding a picture to your resume. It really allows your prospective employer to know how you look like, how presentable you are, and they're likely to give you a chance. You know, it's not like, oh, let's see how this person looks the day of the interview. It, it's more like they already have a picture of how you look like, and I think that's another important thing. Uh, make sure that all your roles and your responsibilities are accurate. Um, not having big paragraphs to describe what you've done. It's very essential on a resume, I think. It's it's better to have bulletins of what you've accomplished. And what those bulletins say, too, it's, it's pretty important because you don't want to just say, oh, the company did well thanks to me. Like, how did the company do well thanks to you? Like, what, uh, maybe you went... Um, from an 86, you know, percentage of closing businesses to a 95%. And now you can talk about actually you improving things um, in, a, in a business perspective. So those are some of the few things that I can name on top of my head. 
Yeah, because you have interviewed people before for job positions, right? Is that what you look at whenever you see a resume for the first time? Yes. So the first place uh, and another great place where you could go to to, to work on your resume is Indeed. Uh, it's also a free website for you. Um, if you're going right out of college and you don't know where to start, you can go there. It's, it it, it kind of gives you a breakdown of you know, where you work, the time, and it'll kind of build the resume for you. So it's a good place to start if you don't know where to start. Um, and, but that's where I would go to, to look for resumes. And that's one of the first things that I certainly look for, uh, before even, um, calling someone in for an interview, I go through their resumes of, and it's, it's really silly, but even if I see a change in font in within one resume, I still don't consider the person and it might be kind of harsh. Uh, I might be a, you know, a tough, a tough recruiter, but to me, it tells me, oh, they probably copied this paragraph from someone else's resume or from some web page and they just pasted it. Um, I'm not saying you can't go for inspiration online. You can certainly go for other jobs. Responsibilities are similar to what you're looking for to kind of describe what, what you're doing. But certainly don't copy and paste because, you know, we we can tell we're, we're looking for a specific person where we we really need someone to help us with whatever task or whatever position we're hiring on. So. That just doesn't look very good. I was going to, and I do have a question for you. Uh, it, and maybe you know this or maybe you don't, but I've heard, you know, rumor, rumor says that uh, some employers actually have a database that run through these uh, resumes looking for keywords. Is that something that you've heard of or, or maybe not? Because if that's the case, you should definitely be including those keywords in your descriptions on the job you're applying to, right? Certainly. Um, we don't specifically hire like that looking for keywords, but it, it is certainly important for you as someone that is looking for a job to to make sure that you stand out and that you you do meet certain qualifications. So so I, I don't know about that one. But I uh, another thing that I was going to mention that you kind of brought up to me is making sure that your social media is top notch, because a lot of recruiters, we, we do go online to to look for um your facebook profile how do you look like and it, it sometimes there, there's a lot of things especially old things on facebook that are public you might want to go check those and make sure those are not public anymore if you're not part of because those are the things that are going to pop out to a recruiter and certainly change their point of view their perspective of you without even meeting you yeah, we've talked about having sparkling, uh, sparkling social media accounts in our other episodes. So I am glad that you brought that up uh, from a different perspective. And so if you wouldn't show it to grandma, you probably shouldn't put it on your social media, right? Because grandma, if she's not a rock star or, or, or whatever, uh, if she's not some kind of crazy lady, then you probably wouldn't be showing it to her. So that's my rule of thumb. And it's okay to have your private life, you know, and have your weekends just with your friends and hang out. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think an employer wants to see, you know, how you're living the wild life out there. Because, you know, what if you go out party on a Sunday now? You have to go to work on Monday, right? You can't show up that way, right? <laughs> exactly. And if they see you out Sunday night, and here's the thing, you know, I've, I've run into people where they've they've uh, they've gotten reprimanded for... Uh, taking off a day of work, they call in sick, but they're out posting these photos of them doing things. And that's, that's just, that's not good. You know, these people are seeing what you're doing. So you just want to be really uh, conscious of, of 
having that sparkling yeah uh, i say sparkling just having a top-notch so- social media exactly so gabby um so once one is when it can you tell us about a day that probably you just saw right so me you were like oh no like next you know I just tell us uh, just so we can all know you know like what not to do maybe something that you notice like right away from all the mistakes that people make whenever they they turn in a resume to an employer probably the biggest mistake mm, you know I, I I don't sit down on people that have worked in fast food because that tells me that they've worked customer service so I don't really look down on that if, especially if they're trying to change to to a different industry you know i think it's perfectly fine what i think or it's 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 not that it's terrible but not putting no descriptions like it's just for example oh i worked at a call center from 2017 to 20 a 2019 and there's no description on your resume what did you do like it's it's just blank it's like if you expect me to fill in the gaps for you and you don't have time as a recruiter, you know, you, you have a time frame. you, you have a position that it's open, you have some duties and responsibilities that are not getting a, accomplished because you need staff or there are things that even you're taking up on yourself that you, now you have to do now you have your, your jobs aside so you can fulfill different obligations that are not yours. And, and, and stumbling upon those kind of resumes is, is a little like, well, disappointing, you yeah. know, like too bad. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's really interesting to have your point of view as a recruiter. And another great thing to point out, uh, having you here in this conversation is that this isn't a one step process, right? And this is why first impressions are so important, because it's not the big top dog that sees your resume first. It's a recruiter, just like yourself. It's somebody who is doing their job to look for uh, people who... uh, it's, it's their job to look for people that the boss is hiring, right? And the boss isn't the first one that sees it. It's always going to be a recruiter. So that first impression to that recruiter is so, so important, right? Yeah. What about yeah. the uh, education background? Like what, what if they probably just have like an associate's degree, but they say they have a bachelor's. What if it's not true? How do you find out if it's true that they, they got a bachelor's degree? Maybe it's not true. Um, some universities will disclose that it's, um, I've stumbled upon a couple places where they just refuse to give you information, whether someone or not graduated or not. Uh, but definitely having it on your resume, it, it does, it does create a different spark for a recruiter. You know, it, you know that this person has been committed. They've been through schooling. Uh, you know, I went through schooling myself and I know that it's, you know, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's time consuming. You know, the, the person needs dedication. You need to have a certain routine in order for you to be able to actually pass all your classes. So I appreciate that as a recruiter. I appreciate someone that went to school. Um, being honest, it doesn't matter to me as much uh, for the jobs. It depends on which job I'm hiring for, of course. But some of the low, uh, the you know, the entry level jobs, so it, it doesn't really matter whether they went to school or not, but you tend to appreciate those that actually did go and, and take them a little seriously. And, and you know, extra, extra question, for those that did go to school, is it 
I, I hear it all the time. Um, oh, they went to UT. It's a pristine school. Uh, so do you judge or do you take into consideration which schools they actually attended? Or is it more of just the fact that they have the degree? It's more the fact that they have the degree rather than where they went to school to. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's good news. That's good to know. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gabby, for sharing this with us today. You know, honestly, it's just good to learn from a, you know, somebody else's point of view, especially if this is what she does for a living, you know? So thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Sounds great, Andy. Well, I guess we will we will talk with you all um, on our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, Andy. Bye, Cameron. Bye, Gabby. Bye, Gabby. Bye.